1: Hello, hello, hello and welcome everyone. Welcome, welcome to uh, True Life Academy. This is Clarence Caldwell, your host, your guide and your coach for the week. Thank you for joining. Hello, welcome and good morning. Yes, it is morning. No matter when you're listening to this, we're at time zone you're in. If you're listening to what we're saying, then you are literally waking up, waking up to your true life. So I bid you a good morning. Thank you for joining. And as always, I'm going to remind you, hopefully you've lived your life this past week in these three ways. First, living with an attitude of gratitude, living in thanks. It is so important to live in thanks. You know, happiness doesn't begin until gratitude starts. And then secondly, were you able to give, give something of value to you? Give when you can. Giving is a two-way street. When you give, you receive at the same time. So it's very important that we always give. And then thirdly, because you have this gift, this power to choose, that can't be taken away from you. But love first, then choose. If you lived your life that way this past week, I know you've had an amazing week, and you have made an amazing week for the people around you. So I say thank you, hello, welcome, and good morning. Now we ha- we are going to discuss a topic today that comes up almost everywhere I go when I speak, when I hold workshops, when I when I uh, work with clients. This topic always seems to rear its head and it's something that we we struggle with at times many people struggle and struggle and struggle with it and in in fact it stands in the way of us moving forward in our own journey sometimes and so i i think it's time for us to just shoot this thing right between the eyes let's just go right at it let's discuss it let's understand it let's deal with it and give our and and, and let's just give ourselves a break and some tools To deal with this issue, the issue today is forgiveness. Now, you've heard me talk about this before, but you know, sometimes you have to hear it in another voice and hear it from another perspective. So, because of that, I've asked one of the world's experts on forgiveness to join us today. His name is Clifford Edwards. And Clifford is here, um, and he's gonna really, really help us dig deep. In this thing and understand it a little bit better, and and I want to just give you a little bit of insight on who he is. Clifford entered the world of professional coaching before most people even heard of it. In the early 1990s, he founded and operated a successful litigation support business, serving large corporate clients. A few years later, with the business landscape shifting, he hired a business coach to help him gain clarity and decided what to do next. During the first session a light went off for Clifford. He found that it resonated deeply with the principles and process of coaching. Ready for a change, he chose to leave the combined domain, the combative domain of uh, lawyers and corporate litigation to become a professional coach. He now serves as a powerful, positive influence and trusted guide to the lives of others. Now, there's so much more I could tell you about him, but I want Clifford to tell you more about himself. Clifford, if you're there, say hello, please.
2: Hello, Clarence. Hello, everyone. Thank (laughs) you so much for inviting me on today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to join us because this issue is so important for all of us. And to have you be able to spend time with us, to help us through it, it's going to be so very powerful for everyone listening. And I, I just appreciate that you're here.
2: Well, I appreciate being here, and I just want to comment that I loved your opening with the gratitude, giving, and choosing love. That's If uh, we can do all those things every day, you're right. That uh, makes life worth living, and forgiveness can help clear the way for us to be able to do that.
1: Uh-huh. Love that. Yes, yes. Sometimes that stands in the way. I, I You know, people struggle with that piece a lot, and, um, you, you know, even when we discuss, you know, how to forgive and, and what we can do to get there. It's still difficult for a lot of people because the, the whatever is harboring inside of them sometimes goes pretty deep and, and just, to, uh, just to talk about it is not often enough. So yeah, I know you're going to give us some insights. But before we go too deep there, uh, I'd like to know just a, a little bit more about you and I'd like to, for our listeners to hear a little bit more about you. What really brought you to this specific topic, to this work? and uh, maybe a little background on your, uh, on your end.
2: Sure, thanks for asking. Well, I guess what brought me into the world of forgiveness was a combination of the work that I've done for about the last 15 years and a really significant personal experience. You know, I, we, I had the privilege of working with the author and uh, transform, transformational leader, Debbie Ford. I started working with her, Right around 2000, together, we founded the Ford Institute for uh, Integrative Coaching. And if you're familiar with Debbie Ford's work, she specialized in what's called the shadow. And the shadow work is really about learning to love and embrace all parts of ourselves, even those that we might have at some point learned to judge as being wrong or bad or cut off or lost access to. And so part of the process of embracing the shadow was learning to forgive ourselves for the judgments that we'd made and learning to forgive ourselves for having abandoned, say, a really necessary or useful quality and not given ourselves access to it. For instance, when I was a little kid, uh, I used to have screaming temper tantrums and then one time I hit my sister when I was about four years old. Well, you better believe my parents programmed me pretty quickly <laughs> that that wasn't okay. And so I learned then that anger was bad, and I shut it off, and I lost access to it. And so throughout my, the rest of my childhood, my adolescence, and even my young adult years, I didn't have a healthy relationship with anger. I tried to stuff it, and so it would come out in unhealthy ways. And so for me, part of reclaiming that shadow, if you will, was to be able to forgive myself and forgive the judgments that I'd made about it. So we did a lot of forgiveness work as part of the shadow work, and I became very, very familiar with leading people through process and uh, uh, helping them to find ways to be able to reinterpret or think about the events of their lives differently. And we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. But one of the things that happened to me after about, 11 years, 12 years of working with uh, the Institute and doing lots of great things for good people. I was part of a small staff team. We were busy all the time. We were putting on programs and trainings. We are training coaches. We were doing lots of really great things and following up on new ideas and new projects all the time. In that busy creative environment, I fell into the trap that a lot of people do. A lot of healers do. A lot of helpers do. And that was, I was helping other people, but I wasn't taking care of myself. And so this is the personal experience part, Clarence, and how I learned really got focused more on forgiveness. In 2011, I stepped out of that full-time position for a sabbatical because I realized that I was just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And three months later, I was diagnosed with lymphoma, And I realized that part of what had created the environment within my body for the lymphoma to take hold was that I was carrying around a lot of stress. Uh, I had pushed down and uh, set aside lots of little angers or upsets or conflicts, things that I was just too busy to deal with because I was helping people and doing good things. And so part of my healing process from the cancer was to take on forgiveness in a completely new way. Because it became really clear for me, Clarence, that one of the things that having unforgiven, unresolved stuff does, it causes stress. It causes emotional, mental, even physical stress in the body. And stress, as you know, really helps diminish or, or contributes to the diminishment of the immune system. So with that, I focused on forgiveness as I started doing my own forgiveness work. I came to understand it at an even deeper level and with some new perspectives. And then I decided that really my path now is to share about forgiveness with others.
1: Uh, that's an amazing story. I love that. Um, you you covered so much ground there in terms of how <laughs> it... No, no, it's great. I I, I mean that in a, in the in the best way possible because that really... Uh, tells us that it's not just something that goes on inside of our minds uh, and even in our hearts, but it shows up physically for us as well. And, um, uh, you know, in terms of healing ourselves physically, that's that's one of the things that we often forget about and how we um, develop these dis dis-ease, these diseases because we have that internal stress. And and forgiveness is, and the other thing that you mentioned that was just so very powerful, in fact, the, you started with this, forgiving yourself first. And I'd like to hear more about how you do that because without that, it's hard to forgive someone else that you might be harboring these uh, these attentions to. But um, So get us started in the next minute or so before we go into the break.
2: Well, why don't I start by sharing a little bit more about how I think about forgiveness. Sure. You know, when you were talking about forgiveness at the beginning of the the show, I wanted to mention that I often refer to it as the F word. (laughs) Because so many people have so many misconceptions about it, and so much resistance towards the idea of forgiving. They won't take it on, they'll refuse to do it. Mm. And the reason that people will often refuse to do it is because of the many, many misconceptions. In fact, I wrote a whole book about that, addressing the misconceptions. It's called The Forgiveness Handbook. And it's a series of 10 misconceptions or questions that I often hear, and then responses to those. So I like to think of forgiveness simply in terms of shifting a negative judgment. The only thing that you ever have to forgive is a negative judgment that you've made about a person, a place, a circumstance, or a situation. When you let go of that negative judgment, when you shift it to a neutral or a positive and you've forgiven Excellent. and I see we're about yeah. at the end of our time here so yes. how's that
1: alright <laughs> sounds good we'll be right back with Clifford Edwards on forgiveness
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break
1: your job going these days stop the frustration with your career give yourself the advantage in breaking through to the next level what you will need to be successful are the insights and strategies that will work for you hi this is clarence caldwell you know me from true life academy a powerful podcast that is reaching millions of people around the world what you may not know is that i've spent many years as an executive for some of the largest companies in the United States. Whether you're trying to break the $200,000 income barrier or just wanting a fulfilling career, our leadership mentor programs are just what you need. Visit me at ClarenceCaldwell.com or call us at 8883 90917 That's 8883 90917 Your time is now. Let's break through to the next level of your career.
0: Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: All right, we're here with Clifford Edwards, and we are talking about forgiveness. It's a huge subject, but he is breaking it down so that we understand it better and that we find a way to deal with it more effectively. Now, Clifford, one of the things that I thought was a little bit humorous, is you called it the F word. <laughs> and uh, and, and that, what I got out of that was that we often think it's a really bad word. Um, and so uh, tell us more about how we really uh, change our, either our mindset around it and start to embrace the shadows, if you will, do the shadow work and embrace all parts of ourselves.
2: Yeah, forgiveness is actually another lens into the shadow work. To me, it's all the same thing, but that could be a completely different conversation. I'd really like to focus on the idea of forgiveness, because if you come to understand that, then the shadow begins to take care of itself automatically. Mm -hmm. And so I called it the F word because you're right. So many people have resistance to it. They think it's a bad word. And unfortunately, that's because people have been misinformed about forgiveness or they've been made to forgive. Again, when I was a little kid and I hit my sister, my mother would come up and she'd force me to say, tell your sister you're sorry. And then, do you forgive him? Yeah, I forgive her. So, you know, I came to see something, forgiveness is something that was done to me or that i had to do on behalf of others. And i think that's the biggest misconception that people have is that forgiveness is something you do for other people for their benefit, that mm. there's really no benefit to you. And you mentioned that in the first section of the show is that really it's all about freeing ourselves. To me, every every form of forgiveness includes self-forgiveness. Mm. And so as I started to say at the uh, last segment, you know, a way to think about forgiveness is that there are negative judgments that we make about people, circumstances, situations. It's those negative judgments that hold emotion or negative belief systems or limiting thought patterns that hold all of that stuff in place. In fact, I came up with an analogy a couple of years ago and I'd like to share that and I call it the pushpin analogy for forgiveness. We've all seen these bulletin boards that exist in office buildings or community rooms where people have stuck flyers and articles and photos and all kinds of things up on these cork boards. And everything on that cork board is held in place with a push pin. Underneath some of the push pins, there's one or two items. Underneath other push pins, there's a whole stack of things. But in this analogy, you can think of the flyers, photos, whatever, as the negative emotions like resentment or anger or shame or guilt. You can think of the pushpin as a negative judgment. And you can think of yourself as the court board. And so if you have one or two pushpins with just a few things hanging off it, you know, it may not be that much of a burden to you. But if you go throughout your life and you decline or neglect to forgive then these negative judgments and everything that they're sticking to you start to build up and it becomes much more difficult to get your creative energy flowing or to clear your mind or to feel focused. You start to feel burdened down. So in these bulletin boards, these cork boards Clarence, what happens when you come up to it and you pull out a push pin? The
1: uh, the piece of paper just drops to the floor.
2: Yeah, anything that's underneath that pushpin just fall, drops away, and so that's the same thing with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. When you shift a negative judgment about a person, place, or thing, then whatever emotions or beliefs are being held in place by that negative judgment just fall away. Excellent. For example, for example, when I was young. I had some experiences with my mother and I um, took them on as feeling guilty and shameful. You know, I made them mean her interactions with me. I made them mean that there was, I was guilty or shameful or there was something wrong with me. And I'm making sure to say I made it mean because this is part of the process of forgiveness also is to take responsibility for our own thoughts and interpretations. So for many years, I held blame and anger against my mom, and it created a separation between her and myself. You know what it's like when you feel a little bit angry or resentful at somebody? There's, it's like there's a block. You can't be completely open with them. You always have a little something praying at the back of your mind so that you can't interact with them in really authentic and intimate ways. And so this really affected my relationship with my mother for years and years. Because I blamed her. I thought, well, those ways that she talked to me and interacted with me, that was wrong. She was a bad mother. But Clarence, about 15 years ago, I was sitting meditating one morning. And I was thinking about that issue that I had with my mom and that little seed of resentment and anger. And I didn't want her to go to the grave without me being able to resolve and have a a better relationship with her. And I was was thinking about that little bit of anger and resentment that I still had been unable to let go of. All of a sudden, something shifted inside. My perspective shifted. Because I used to think, you know, I've become a coach. I've become involved in personal development work. I've been successful in spite of how my mother treated me. Mm -hmm. But then I realized it wasn't in spite of. It was because of. If I hadn't taken all that stuff on as an adolescent and teenager and felt shameful or guilty or not good enough, I never would have explored personal development or different theologies or philosophies or psychologies. I never would have become the person that I am today. It was precisely because of her interactions with me. And I love who I am today. And so all of a sudden, in that shift in perspective, all the remnants of anger and blame dropped away. I was able to see her with gratitude and appreciation for actually causing me to become the person I am. Does that make sense? That shift in perspective allowed yeah, me sure to does. remove the judgment and then be able to create, for the last years of her life, create a really deep and close and intimate relationship with her.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and as you were describing that scenario um, uh, first of all, to be able to uh, reconcile that um, when you did was, was is huge, I'm sure. Because if your mother did pass away and you did not get that chance to do that, um, you know, certainly you would be holding that to some degree today as that's kind of unfinished business, if you will. And it, and that could and there are people that are in that situation where they've not resolved those issues with with uh, family members or someone that was close to them at one point in time. And, and so they still hold on to that, but, um, you had the opportunity to do that. So if you have a, 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 client that, that has not been able to resolve that in time, if you will, based on the timing that you were just talking about, um, you still have to get through this and even forgive them, even though they're, they're not there. Exactly. Um, What's a good way to to go about that?
2: Well, I've actually distilled everything that I learned over the last 20, 30 years going through all of this down into a process. I mentioned responsibility earlier. Yes. This is actually part of a process of what I call emotional education. And so when I'm working with clients... I'm sure as you do as well, one of the first things that I do with them is help them be able to shift their perspective, step out of the victim mindset, and begin to take responsibility for their thoughts, words, and actions. Mm -hmm. And when you take responsibility for your thoughts, words, and actions, you reclaim your power, as you know. When you reclaim your power, when you see yourself as being the primary creative force in your own life then you're able to understand that you're also the primary creative force in terms of creating the stories and narratives that you tell yourself. Because let's face it, Clarence, it's never about what happens in our lives. What happens in our lives doesn't really matter. What matters is how we interpret the things and the stories that we tell ourselves. And so we can have... In forgiveness stories, I've heard amazing forgiveness stories of people who have had family members killed or uh, had really horrible things happen to them. But they choose to take back their power, they choose to interpret the things in a new way, and they choose to forgive and let go. So, So the choice it's a choice. Forgiveness is a choice, it starts with a choice. Now, just because you choose to forgive doesn't mean you're automatically going to be able to forgive immediately. <laughs> Sometimes it can happen in an instant. Other times it is a process. And that's why I coach people through a, a forgiveness process. And that's why I have an online course that I have made available for people, an, an on, online program, to take people through the steps of emotional education that will lead them naturally on a journey that I call to through and beyond forgiveness. It's really about empowered forgiveness and then using forgiveness as a means for clearing out the blocks in your life, for letting go of the negative judgments and the negative belief systems so that you can then recreate yourself, create a new vision, create a new life and move powerfully forward. And so you can reconcile the relationships with people around you.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, the the two things you mentioned and 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 uh when we come back from the next break here, I want to I want to give people an opportunity to find this uh uh this these tools that you're talking about. Uh, but you mentioned number 1, taking responsibility. You know, there's uh there's so much power in being in being clear that you are responsible for you. And then secondly, this issue of the stories we build around this, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, and we live into those stories and we, we kind of like those stories because they, they become a part of us. I think those two things alone, recognizing those, are very, very powerful. Absolutely. Uh, thank, yes, thank you for that. Uh, we're going to take another uh, quick break. And uh, when we come back, I want people to, to um, I want you to tell us how we can find some of your work so that we can begin this journey of forgiveness that we might have been struggling with. So we will be back right after these messages.
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break
4: and ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on Toginet.com. Geraldine is a metaphysician, nature intuitive, and prosperity coach who shares with you how she went from totally broke to living what she would call her perfectly prosperous life. Through the combination of a wealth of metaphysical knowledge and her amazing ability as an intuitive, Geraldine brings to you the Secrets of her magical journey of healing emotionally, spiritually, and financially. As with the ancient seers and master teachers, Geraldine has a unique gift of being able to connect to the simple yet profound messages brought to us by Mother Nature and happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature Spirit Speak, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years
0: Life Academy, your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Well, we are back with Clifford Edwards, and we are talking about this huge subject of forgiveness. And, you know, along with um, the, the perspective that he's given us on what I'll call the emotional education that he's providing this morning, that, um, you know, first of all, we've got to take responsibility for ourselves, and that's the bottom line to it. But uh, also the stories that we build that that keep that, whatever that is, alive in us, uh, we get really good at those stories, and we start to actually add more detail. It's like the fish story. It gets bigger and bigger as time goes on. So we really have to be careful about the stories that we build, and because it impacts our emotional health. And and as uh, as Clifford was talking to us about, even in his life, it impacted his physical health. And I know that there's some of you that are stressed right now with some of the things that are happening. How much is forgiveness affecting you at the physical, the mental, and emotional level? Um, so really, really pay attention to this, this education we're getting tonight. Clifford, I'm so happy you're, you're sharing this with us. Can you tell us a little bit about the we'll we'll just call the misconceptions around around forgiveness that that uh, might wake a few people up around this thing.
2: Yeah, I'd love to. It's one of my favorite things to talk about because the misconceptions are what pe- keep people from really embracing the concepts and the practices of forgiveness. The book I wrote is called The Forgiveness Handbook, a simple guide to freedom of the mind and heart. And freedom of the mind and heart really is the key with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Freeing our minds by uncluttering the negative judgments and the negative thought patterns and those repetitive internal voices of criticism or shame or whatever. Freeing our hearts of the negative emotions that we would drag around. Those emotions that would be focused towards ourselves like guilt, shame, regret, remorse, self-recrimination. Or those that are focused more towards others, like resentment, blame, self-righteous indignation, such like that, anger, hatred. So, common misconceptions. As I mentioned earlier, one of the most common misconceptions is the one I had for years, and that was that forgiveness is something I'm supposed to do for the benefit of somebody else that one doesn't feel good at all. If you think that you have to do something just for the benefit of somebody else without getting any goodies yourself, then right. you're going to resist doing that. Right. But the truth here is that the real goodies are for ourselves. When we forgive, we're the ones who get relief. We're the ones who get a release. We're the ones who can unburden ourselves. And so I like to say that forgiveness is something that we do selfishly we do it for ourselves first. Uh, that makes now, so
1: much sense. The, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, I loved about your website and your book um, is that you have all of these quotes from different people about forgiveness. And what you were just talking about, the one that stands out for me, is the, one, the, the quote from Ann Landers that says, Hanging on to resentment is letting someone you despise live rent-free in your head. And so, you you know you have to evict them from your from your head sometimes. So uh, that that really resonated with me when you were just talking.
2: Oh yeah, thanks for mentioning that. And another one of my favorite quotes in that vein is the one from Emmett Fox, who was an early twentieth century uh, spiritual teacher. He said something to the effect of, "When you're holding on to a resentment against someone else." You're attached to that person with a cord stronger than steel. Mm. So like you said, in, with the Ann Landers quote, whenever you are holding on to resentment with, against somebody, they're stuck to you. You are That's carrying right. them around. Right. I used to have a, an ex-employee, somebody who got really angry, blew up in the middle of the office, made all kinds of outrageous accusations against me and stormed out of the office and quit. I was really angry about that. And I held on to that for several years. And all it would take is somebody like in front of me on the sidewalk, the back of his head looked like the guy. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I was off. You know, I was just ranting in my head, that guy, I can't believe he you know. Right. And so it wasn't until I was able to forgive that I could actually create more peace within myself. Another misconception, speaking of peace within ourselves, another misconception is that When we forgive somebody, it means that we're either letting them off the hook, or it means that we have to go back to the way things were in the relationship. A lot of people hold on to resentment and anger because they think it's a way of protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. Other people hold on to resentment and anger because they think they're somehow going to be hurting the other person or getting back at the other person. I'll never forgive them. They don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Well... Maybe they don't, but do you for deserve forgiving that person so that you can have peace of mind, so that you can release the internal stress and strain, so that you can free yourself from dragging that person around everywhere you go? Yes,
1: yes. You know, the this misconception of letting them off the hook... Uh, is so very real for a lot of people. Um, I, I, I had a, um, a person who was in one of my workshops, and and we were not talking about forgiveness, but the issue came up, and she has this issue with a family member, her sister, and she she says, "I just don't know how to forgive this person from what they did," and and she's harboring all this this emotional pent-up uh, I'll just call it anger and, and uh, blame and resentment, that she says, I can't let go of this. I mean, she just did me wrong, et cetera. And so being able to, um, to forgive someone, she felt that she would be saying it was okay what they did. So, I, you know, yeah. I forgive you, so it must be okay. And so how do you reconcile that for people?
2: Well, forgiving is not condoning When you forgive somebody, again, you're doing it primarily for yourself, or ideally you're doing it primarily for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're doing it to be able to release your own burdens. Now, another example of that, in the business I had, there was a bookkeeper that I had hired. Um, And I found out a few months in that he'd been going into the back of the checkbook, and he'd taken some checks and written quite a several hundred dollars worth of checks to himself to go out and spend and have some fun with. Well, uh, I was really angry about that. I was disappointed. I was upset. I fired him immediately. I filed a police report. I held him accountable. I set up with him uh, a repayment schedule, but I also forgave him. And I forgave him because I knew if I didn't forgive that situation that it would prevent me from being able to effectively hire another bookkeeper or ever trust somebody else again. And also in forgiving and taking the blame back and ceasing to point my finger at him, I was able to see my own responsibility. I'd left the drawer where the checkbook resided unlocked. Mm. There were other precautions. I I wasn't checking up on things each, each month as I could have or perhaps should have. And so I was able to, I forgave him so that I'd be able to hire another bookkeeper without having to micromanage that person or, you know, be completely distrustful of that person, or create an environment that was unhealthy for either the other employees or myself. I didn't let the guy off the hook. I didn't say, oh, it's okay that you stole money from me. That's fine. You don't need to repay me. I held him accountable, got the money back, filed the police report, and we we moved on.
1: Right. That's excellent. You know, it's interesting you say that, because we sometimes I've I, I recognized... Um, that people will say, and, and I've heard people say this time and time again, I forgive them, but I'll never forget. And, and <laughs> so that tells me they really haven't forgiven. Exactly. They haven't let go, but it, it's such a cliche, and people say it all the time. I forgive them, but I'll never forget. Um, and so there is, a, there is this part of, of letting go for yourself, not to let go for them, not to get, let them off the hook, but give yourself some peace.
2: Well, here's the other reason that forgiving is useful and that you can see that when you forgive, you don't necessarily let the other person off the hook or let them get away with something. So in forgiving, you're able to view a situation or a circumstance much more neutrally. When you've forgiven and you've released all the emotion about it, your eyes are no longer clouded by that emotion. And so you can think through more rationally and neutrally and take steps that you wouldn't otherwise be able to take. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, back to the bookkeeper, when I was able to forgive, I was able to also set up some new structures in my office and some new uh, guidelines around the books and take some additional precautions. And so when you forgive, you're usually actually able to be much more clear in a relationship when you forgive you're able to see yourself and understand the situation from a perspective that will allow you to be able to set boundaries when you need to and to take care of yourself you don't have to go back to the way things were in a relationship when you forgive in fact, ideally, when you forgive you're able to learn you're able to gain value extract life lessons or wisdom from that circumstance so that you can evolve so the can move forward so that you can be ultimately benefited by the experience as opposed to being diminished by it. Does yes. that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. Uh, absolutely. In the, in the minute or so we have left before the next break, how can we find your, your work?
2: Well, you can find me at cliffordedwards.com. I've got links there to uh, my book. I've got uh, an opportunity... Actually, I'd like to offer all of the listeners out here a couple of things this evening as well. Um, I mentioned that I do an online program, and I'd like to offer all the listeners an opportunity to do the first module, do a a preview. This program is called the Liberate Your Mind and Heart. And if the listeners would like to go to cliffordedwards.com slash radio offer, you can take advantage of that. Or, really easily and simply, they can simp- they can just text their email and their name, their name and email address right now to 858-281-0580, 858-281-0580, and uh, they'll get an email response with links to register for that preview and also to get a free um, forgiveness process.
1: Excellent. So... Excellent. We'll, uh, we'll repeat that in the last segment, but we're going to take a quick break for now, and we'll be right back right after this.
0: True Life Academy with certified trainer, mediator, and life coach Clarence Caldwell returns after this short break.
4: If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on tokenet.com. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's dot com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on com. We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. And happily shares these through today's note to self on her webpage, NatureSpiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show? Nature Spirit Speak. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to True Life
0: Academy your source for developing the skills and motivation to create an amazing life of purpose and fulfillment. With more transformational keys for success, here is your host, Clarence Caldwell.
1: Welcome back. We're here with Clifford Edward, and we are talking about forgiveness. Ah, I got to tell you, it's been so enlightening so far, and there's so much more to come. Uh, Clifford, as we were talking about um, this, you actually at the end of the break, at the end of the first the next, last segment, we were talking about how to engage with some of the services that you have so let's do that again here a little more clear and we'll do it at the end as well if we get a chance so how do we find your work and take advantage of this great work
2: okay thank you for that clarification um, cliffordedwards.com is my primary website you can go to cliffordedwards.com and find links to various things there you can go to the Facebook page my Facebook page Facebook.com slash The Clifford B. Edwards, (laughs) The Clifford B. Edwards. And as I mentioned, I've put together an offer for your listeners. Um, I've got a free forgiveness process and worksheets called the Forgiveness Jumpstart that I'd like to send out to people. And also, for those who are interested and want to get a little bit more sense of what The liberate process is like, that's what I call the eight-step process that I've developed to take people through that journey to, through, and beyond forgiveness. You can either text your name and email address right now to 858-281-0580, or you can go to cliffordedwards.com slash radio dash offer.
1: Excellent. Ah, Thank you again. Um, So text your name and email address to 858-281-0580 or go to cliffordedwards.com slash radio dash offer. And uh, you can take advantage of of this great, great work. Um, in, In fact, the first module is free, right? And so they can test it out before going further.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'd like people to be able to get an experience of what's really available. And the fun thing about the first module is that in the first module, you get to meet your liberated self. And the, liber- <laughs> <laughs> the liberated self is a version of you, a version of everyone that already exists and is just waiting to be expressed. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that those negative judgments, they I like to think of it like creating blocks in the natural flow of the... You can think of it as the universal energy or your own energy or the divine energy, that natural flow through you. Think about what kids are like when they're born. They're just wide open and they're self-expressed and they have no boundaries and no limits to their thinking, to their ideas. But gradually over time, we have experiences that are painful or hurtful. We make negative interpretations and negative judgments about things and bit by bit, we close down, we shut down, we block off that natural flow of life and enthusiasm and creativity and vitality. And so by forgiving, we're able to release that flow, be able to open that back up again and become fully self-expressed.
1: Uh, I love that. Uh, okay, so let's, let's get down to where... Someone says, okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm all in. Uh, I, I'm going to take your course, and I'm going to check it out because I want to know what it's all about. Is there anything that we can do like right now to begin that process? What is it that, you know, a tip or anything that we can do to, to at least start that journey, if not completely forgive? What should we be doing right away?
2: Well, there's a couple things. And actually, in that forgiveness jumpstart that people can get uh, as a gift from me. There are some worksheets that you can use. But one of the first things is to recognize the cost of not forgiving and then choose to forgive. When you make a con- conscious choice, I want to forgive this. I want to forgive this person or this situation. Then you open yourself up to new ways of thinking about new perspectives and new ideas. So you choose, make a conscious choice, I want to let this go. I want to free myself from this burden. I want to free myself from dragging this so-and-so around with me for the rest of my <laughs> life. <laughs> and then the next thing that people can do right now, wherever they sit, is just begin to look through the eyes of compassion. Because, you know, most victimize out, victimizers out there have also been victims. mm mm-hmm. The people who are hurting others or acting arrogantly or hurtfully or uh, being, unless they're actually psychopaths, you know. (laughs) It's the people who have been hurt that hurt others. Wounded people wound others. Mm. And so to be able to recognize that very likely what's happened to you at the hands of that other person really isn't personal, It's not about you specifically. It's really about their own wounds, their own insecurities, their own stresses, their own strains. You know, when that guy at my office blew up and got angry, it really, you know, I was there. I provided an environment and maybe had some behaviors that played into his story, but it was his story and his wounds and his insecurities that caused him to react and respond in the ways that he did. It really wasn't personal. Anybody else who was in the same situation I was with him would likely have gotten the same result. Wow. So the eyes of compassion, being able to put yourself in the other person's shoes and understand their hurts, their insecurities, and feel some compassion for that. Yes.
1: Huh. You know, some some people are dealing with um, uh, this issue like on a daily basis in terms of someone who is who is um uh, might be doing harm to them in some way whether they've stole something or they're they're just mean to them here's that word mean they're mean to them and uh but they they continue to do it it might be a family member that's just continually picking on me that's continually doing this and and so the forgiveness it's not forgiving for a specific thing per se, but maybe it's ongoing. How do, how do you reconcile that? Because it's, it, every, time, every time you see the person, every time it, you, you have a conversation, it comes up and it comes up um, beyond being able to just get away from the person completely. Um, it's like an ongoing problem for some.
2: Well, you know, I've discovered that when I forgive and when I really let go of my negative judgments and when I can understand that it's um, a wounded person or a hurting person out there that's behaving in those ways, yes, then it's much, much easier for me just to let that stuff pla- pass right on through. Again, mm-hmm. to not take it personally. Right. Now, if there's any physical danger, of course, you got to set boundaries or you got to leave a situation. Got to... Being responsible for yourself means taking care of yourself. And also, as I said earlier, when you're forgiven, it is much easier to set boundaries. And to actually the last step in my process, the very final step is to redefine and reconcile. And what I mean by that is helping people to redefine the relationships in in their lives based on, who they now know themselves to be, and the vision they have for their own lives. And then once they redefine what a healthy relationship would look like with other people or other you know, family members, then to actually reconcile and take the steps to recreate the relationships in those ways. Fantastic. Unf- Unfortunately, sometimes to reconcile means that you have to reconcile yourself that you won't be able to have an ongoing relationship with a person if they're particularly abusive or aggressive, but that you can still take care of yourself and set boundaries and be healthy regardless of what the other person's choices are. Yes. Excellent. Thank you
1: for that because it is so important that you take responsibility for yourself. That's first and foremost. And that may mean Cutting ties with someone who is continually abusive, in whether it's emotional or physical, um, and then you're in a place where you can stop with the stories and then uh, move on, so that you're you're healthier. I love that. Thank you, Clifford. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, uh, I've got a really big question for you, and okay. uh, not to put you on the spot, but maybe I would think that you've dealt with this. Uh, this question: um, Is there anything that's unforgivable?
2: That's a question that comes up so much, and it's actually addressed in my book. Is there anything that's too big to forgive? And I would say no. And the reason I say no is because, again, the primary reason for forgiving is for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will say, I'll never forgive myself. Mm -hmm. And that makes me so sad to hear that, because that means the person is going to continue to beat themselves up And suffer at their own hands when you can forgive yourself and you can move on you can see yourself through the eyes of compassion you can understand that you've made mistakes as well due to insecurities or hurts or wounds or anxieties and then you can take steps to resolve and heal those things so you don't have to continue repeating the past again forgiveness A huge part of forgiveness is about extracting the value and the lessons. Is there anything that's unforgivable? Well, that question comes up in terms of thinking that when you're forgiving, you're doing it for the other person or that you're somehow condoning the behavior of the other person. Ah. You don't have to condone. Again, that's a misconception. Mm -hmm. Nothing is unforgivable because you're forgiving for yourself, not for them or not to make it right what they did or not to let them off the hook
1: got it, got it, oh that's a tough one I tell you it's a, it's a tough one only because it's, it's the perspective that you're talking about that people don't often have when they talk about forgiveness when they think of forgiveness many think about letting that other person off the hook and in that regard there are times where you're not going to let anybody off the hook but you do it for yourself not for them Ah, uh, good distinction. Um, we, we are coming to the end. I mean, we could have this conversation for a long time, and I love, I love your perspective on this, uh, Clifford. And thank you so very much for providing it for us today. The work you're doing is very powerful. I honor the work you're doing. Please keep it up. Uh, I love what you're doing, and thank you for taking the time to join us today.
2: Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to share. As you can tell, I'm passionate about forgiveness. It's made such a difference in my own life. It's made such a difference for my clients. And uh, I am happy to share or support anybody out there who would like some support.
1: Thank you again. All right, everyone, we've come to an end. This, this went quick because it was such a powerful uh, podcast, and we're going to be airing it so you can listen again. But until next time, please live in thanks. Give when you can. Love first and then choose, and you'll have a great week. Talk to you again next week, everyone.
0: Thank you for joining us on today's True Life Academy. Certified coach, trainer, and motivational speaker, Clarence Caldwell,
3: returns next week this same time to share his keys to success to help you achieve the life you dream of yes
0: the life you were intended to live